Oh, I was my surprise and shock that you don't have mayonnaise because I can't live without mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. We don't really keep it in the house. Not a mayonnaise person. I get upset if mayonnaise is not made available to me, like especially if I'm eating a sandwich or some kind of salad or something like that. There's always sour cream in my house. Mm, I like both. I use sour cream as a substitution for mayonnaise in Mm, a lot of stuff. Not the same thing, though. No, it's You're not the southern. Same thing. You're That's southern, why right? I do it. And you don't yes. have mayonnaise constantly stocked. I'm confused. By I that. know it's really weird. <laughs> but like my Value baked mac mayonnaise. and cheese, when I make the roux, I use a container of sour cream. Oh, smart! And and it just yeah, it cuts. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Really okay. It's really really good. good. That sounds good. But Y'all come over. I'll make some mac and cheese. Oh my god! Oh my god! I love mac and, and then cheese. You can it's the most perfect. In it. <laughs> just no meat, no fish. <laughs> Welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I am joined by Hillary. And I'm Topher. On today's Lady Bits, we wrap up our month long discussion of the 1996 film Strip Tease, starring Demi Moore, by digging a little deeper into the mother daughter dynamic between Erin and her daughter Angela. Let's get into it. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Uh, yeah, so she's dancing with the boa. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Doing a really sad version of the rehearsed that uh, had, little bird That was number. much nicer when she just had a towel and a pair hanging of over. Shorts. But yeah. 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 She's great fun. in that. Yeah. So, Tons of fun. Uh, now and she's done the depressing now mix. Now it's sad. <laughs> now she's the sad. <laughs> no, she's like a sad, sad dark a boa. Sad yeah. Bird. She's a sad bird. She's got those weird feathers yeah. hanging around her tits. They even look sad to, the way they're draped about <laughs> yeah. her shoulders. Yeah. It's, it's like the dejected ostr- ostrich creature from up. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kevin. Kevin. She's yeah. basically Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Angela sneaks away from the non-shoots and ladders game. Uh-huh. and Because uh, she's like, bullshit, this isn't shoots like, and ladders, yeah. I'm out of here. She's like, fuck yeah. this, and I want to watch my mom strip. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I struggle with what is the point of this. like Of seeing her? No, the whole thing. Because okay. our, it doesn't seem like it's purpose is for Aaron to feel shame right what about her daughter seeing her right it doesn't feel like right. that's the purpose but it also doesn't feel like the purpose is to be like this is okay so right. I don't know if we're meant to Here's be just thing. confused is about I think if this movie was truly a comedy and we yeah. were like laughing at the ridiculous things that Aaron does and uh-huh. and what a this, terrible stripper she is yeah the moment with uh, Angela and Aaron, where they're talking about how she's seen her mom strip, I think that would have been a touching moment in a comedy. Yeah. And like, I still think really? it was a very touching moment, still, regardless. I like yeah. that scene. Yeah, but I did too. I, I like think that it scene because been... Angela is clearly the adult in that scene. Right. And, and that's that, why I like it. That tickled me. Right. She pats her mother on the back. I know. It's mm-hmm. a supportive pat it's like a businessman but this kid (laughs) this kid is the only like like she's being forced to be an adult by her fucking parents but i mean like this scene in a comedy would have been like your sentimental moment yeah 
Well, I think that's what it was designed to be, and I'm not sure but if it I would have. Because we were in this weird drama, erotic <laughs> crime thriller. Yeah, that was for just some like I, I was like, the is this our thriller is this our yeah. Darren Aronofsky drama. moment where I'm supposed to like examine? No, if it was a Darren Aronofsky sex- moment, she'd start pulling feathers out of her skin and slowly <laughs> turn into a bird. But <laughs> right. like, we're not uh, quite it, there wouldn't yet. that have been a great? That would have been a different been ending. Amazing. <laughs> But it's at this, I'm left with this feeling of like ickiness because yeah. like she's watching her mother dance for men, and yes. that's gross. Um, what is that but, message setting, saying to her? But also, I don't feel like what Aaron does is shameful, mm-hmm. and her daughter doesn't seem to be bothered by it. So there's this seems weird to comprehend it too. Though she like asks her like, "Why did you have a bad day at work? Like, do you not like dancing?" And she's like, "No, sweetie, I like dancing." And she's like, "Well, then do you not like the customers?" And she's like, "Yeah, something like that." It's like you the know, kid has insight. She gets but that it. makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, me too. Yeah. Well, that's child of divorce. You right. know, that's best case scenario. Child of I divorce. Guess. Yeah. But also she's they grow up in weird ways a little too fast. Mm -hmm. But she also seems to know that her mom needs to hear that she's pretty. Yes. Yeah. Which was the saddest part to me of the Mm -hmm. whole thing. Right. Which hints to me that it's like if we if the if we were not so constrained by the sympathetic portrayal of Aaron, where Aaron does nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. Um and that the movie had a little more perspective on that character, mm-hmm. then there'd be something interesting there. We're talking about the woman that would say way too much information to a random stranger that mm-hmm. likes her at the titty bar. Yeah. The sort of woman that would marry Daryl, the sort of woman who would think that her only career options is I have to go and titty dance. Um, yeah. It's there's all an very interesting character in that yeah. whose eight year old daughter knows that her mommy needs to hear that she's pretty in order to feel good about herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little more savvy than the character they present us with. Yeah. And that maybe yeah. that's what makes that scene difficult. I mean, yeah. they're walking a line of like, is this child abuse? Right. You know, to, I mean, she, the thing is, like, I think women commonly have a problem with what do you do with your child when you go to work mm-hmm. yeah. you can't afford child care or what it's or what have you and i don't know it's, it's like pr- i mean and maybe she's bringing the kid to work because she doesn't want to leave her alone because maybe dad will come and snatch her right, right. like but also she it's not her. okay for her to see her mom yeah. stripping so it's like really hard for me to reconcile you guys had that. Mm-hmm. conversations like this um in your discussions about pretty woman you know hi longtime listener first yeah. time guest <laughs> and about the problem that the problematic nature of looking at sex work without judgment yes um is no there's nothing wrong with it yeah in the abstract yeah As long as you are operating with full agency and full control. Mm -hmm. But if you really, truly were operating with full agency and full control, would you be doing sex work? Um, Yeah. And that... I think that you can, and you can find people who right. do. Yes. But you can argue that you are placing yourself in a position that, like I said earlier, could turn precarious and problematic real really quick. quickly. Yeah. Well, I think what you're hinting at is our problem with Pretty Woman was that it was a very sanitized version of sex work. And uh-huh. the danger, aside from this yeah. st- 
person who had died in the dumpster, the danger of it had really been stripped away. I had a big problem with somebody flossing their teeth before they gave head. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most problematic part of them. That was a seriously problematic (laughs) thing. That was a bad message to send. This was the early 90s. You were not supposed... Yeah, that opens up little sores in your mouth. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. That's an opportunistic infection. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that was a bad message to send. I was like, you don't know nothing about giving Ladies and gentlemen out there, never floss. Yeah. Never floss before you give head. Never, never. Which, Um, depending on how your day goes... Go see your doctor. Yeah, right. Um, get the Listerine but now. We, and we haven't there. touched on this, but you're right. The, the, the same problems mm-hmm. with that exist here, which is in, in common in trying to provide some kind of commentary about how there's nothing wrong with being an exotic dancer. The whole environment is actually very sanitized and mm-hmm. made to look campy. And some of the things and a place that it's fine to bring your kid. Yeah, yeah, some of the things, the the issues that tend to occur where women are being exploited or maybe some people mm-hmm. have drug problems right. or like some of those things that do come up in that work environment yeah. aren't absent from this movie. I would mm-hmm. be very surprised that no one at the Eager Beaver turns tricks. Like nobody. No. Yeah. I would be surprised. I'm not saying it's impossible. Yeah. I'm saying I would be surprised. I'm saying that... Italian Lopez yeah. was correct in his assumption as a vice cop to assume right. that there are going to be. Yeah, but I do think to add that into it, first of all, there are a lot of strippers that don't do that. Absolutely. And to... Absolutely. But there are a lot that do. Right. Yeah. And that's what he No judge. It's the sanitized version of it. That's you know, true. It's, it's the, but that for her is to a be so scandalized by it. Well, I, mm-hmm. I it's think. It's like, how dare you? I'm not a whore. I'm like, well, okay. But you do take your clothes off for the money and titillation of strangers. But I think that's the point. Is right. The, is to say, like, this is a. the, the This. The women that work here can't make like can't make this money elsewhere, right? And they're doing because a thing a that is highly coveted by the people who come to this place, and yeah. they're choosing to work there and to bring in the element of like sex work into at least the main characters in the story. We don't know what everybody is doing on their nights off. No, I feel you. I think the There's point a is kind that of to me more wasn't offered twelve point five million for GI Jane. There's a reason that they knew yeah. that it was a solid yeah. investment yeah. to give her $12.5 million for this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. I just think Isn't it's... that the same thing writ large? It is. Uh, I yeah. Think, yeah. I just think it's it's iffy They're... to bring in the idea. Like, I think the point of her being offended by that is to say that assumptions are made about women who work in these clubs. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that that's a fair thing to try to turn on its head. And that was what the movie was trying to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and although, again, this is a very sanitized version of what a exotic club might be like, mm-hmm. I am unsure as to whether adding in those other more realistic elements would add to the film, given the t- the tone they were generally going no. for. No. Yeah, I don't think it would have added to the film, yeah. but it's Not at because... All. An audience of the time wouldn't have appreciated. I don't think like we 
I, and I still don't think a lot of people would appreciate it now as a true story about it. I mean, there are plenty of true stories out there about sex work and about um, mm-hmm. dancing and all of these things that yeah. you can watch. And I'm I mean, sure The Deuce on HBO. Have you seen that yet? I haven't watched I haven't it yet. I didn't realize that so many women were directing it. I yeah. saw it, I saw yeah. a trailer for it and I was like, great. Another movie about is men a, is uh, exploiting women in the 70s. They, and I just There is a moment where... Maggie Gyllenhaal, who plays a porn star that's trying to work her her. way up Mm -hmm. into directing so that she doesn't have to perform anymore. Yeah. Um, And um, and Maggie Gyllenhaal's brilliant, and she's been brilliant in many, many things. Um, There's a moment where she is the recipient of a money shot (gasps) on her face and chest, and it is like... A scene out of a horror movie. <laughs> like, yeah. to receive that from a marginally willing participant's perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is yet, generally how I feel every time I see a money shot. Like, yeah. it's a fucking mm-hmm. horror movie. Right. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not what I came here for, you guys. Right. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Nope. <laughs> you put that in the comments. <laughs> Um, I see your you guys point. Never wondering where those right. porn comments. But come from. I feel like, and and I am so glad that this conversation is happening. Yeah, um, it's true. I mean, you're you're nailing us for something we complained about in the other movie. Yeah, right. and yet I find myself not wanting that element in this movie, and I can't really articulate why. Right. Look, Laura Santiago and Pretty Woman. Good point. Well, no. There were there there were other things that I mean it was yeah. so Disney princess that yeah. I was just like yeah. but Laura Sanjiakomo was like a visitor from like a like a dirtier element of the Disney yeah, kingdom that's right um like I don't know she kind of felt more like Kit felt a little more like yeah. A hooker, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, and a fun one and an experienced one, but a yeah. hooker nonetheless, yeah, um, right. and the sort of sex worker who would refer to herself as a hooker, you know, that's true. Um, mm-hmm. and then Julia seemed like, I don't know, maybe she'd been doing it like two weeks, you right? Know? Well, I think we sort of referred to her as the the sex worker who was doing it as a summer job, yeah, yeah, just like a camp counselor, <laughs> and yeah. And then with Aaron and Striptease, you get the flip side of that, yeah. mm-hmm. where it's like Vivian and Pretty Woman, um, which was just six years before this movie. Yeah. Um, I know. Uh, crazy, that's right? crazy. Yeah. And... Also, just like the cleaned up versions, too. Yeah. I mean, the fact that there was not even a nipple in Pretty Woman, and then right. we get to this movie, and, and it's like, nothing damn. but nipples. Yeah. 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 It's like all we're missing um, is that bush. But Vivian we and Pretty mis- Woman missing it. seemed like we the new robbed. girl on the job yeah. um, who was actually like pretty fine with everything. I would have liked to seen Aaron trying to figure out how to be a dancer, though. Like, I feel yes. like that's an element of the Whereas movie. Like, Aaron why does she have to... seems mm-hmm. miserable the entire time. See, right. I didn't feel that. I felt like she, again, I felt like the vibe was like, I'm doing art. I felt like she was doing performance art and that she was taking it very seriously. I think that was true of Demi Moore. That, that's I what I felt every time. I don't think that's true of Aaron. I don't think I her motivation yeah. was, I hate this. Like, uh-huh. if it was, that wasn't what was communicated to me. It was more like that she was like, I am elevating yeah. this striptease yeah. 
to an art form. Right. Where I would have been so much happier to see her in lingerie bouncing around to Billy Ocean. Like then I would have bought her as a dancer that's trying to earn money. Well, also, I would have liked to have seen her like since she was so new to the job, like not really knowing how to do it perfectly, whereas she seemed like she went to some very weird like NYU striptease (laughs) edition. Yeah. You know, do they have that? Uh, they they do, and they accept grants. So mm. they they often offer scholarships okay. to their most qualified. Dancers. I'll be applying. Yeah, they took over an old fire station in Queens. Oh my God. So nice. Thanks for joining us for today's Lady Bits. Get into the holiday spirit, um, the real one, not that Bing Crosby White Christmas bullshit, with the Santa Land Diaries, starring this month's special guest Topher Payne playing at the Horizon Theater in Atlanta, Georgia, now through December 31st. You can also see Topher's latest film, written for the Hallmark Channel. It's called A Gift to Remember, and it's playing right now on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. You can catch Topher's play, Perfect Arrangement, playing in a city near you, especially if that city happens to be Chicago, Illinois, Raleigh, North Carolina, Memphis, Tennessee, Atlanta, Georgia, Lawrence, Kansas, Columbus, Georgia, St. Louis, Missouri, or Dallas, Texas. So don't miss it. Perfect Arrangement by Topher Payne. You can keep up with all the wonderful things that Topher is up to by following him on social media. You can find him on Twitter at Topher Payne, on Facebook at Hey Topher, and on Instagram at Topher Writes. We'd like to thank Topher for joining us this month on the podcast to talk about this fucking crazy film. And we're looking forward to next week when we'll be talking about Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias, of course, stars Sally Field, Julia Roberts, Olympia Dukakis, Shirley MacLaine, and Daryl Hannah. And uh, stay tuned on social media for our announcement about next month's special guest. So for all the details, be sure that you're following us on social media. You can find the Feminine Mistake Podcast on Facebook at Feminine Mistake Pod. You can come on over there, check out some of the trivia about this month's film. Um, leave us a message if you'd like to tell us what you thought of the film Striptease. And of course, you can find um, Critical Crop Top because that's who we are. We're Critical Crop Top. And uh, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Critical Crop Top. Um, tweet at us. Tell us. Um, what you think about the scene where Angela sees her mother at work. Um, did that make you uncomfortable? Did you feel like it, it, we're all a bunch of weirdos and it's uh, why are we so hung up on that? I don't know. Tweet at us. Tell us what you think. And please come back next week and join us for our first episode on Steel Magnolias. And if you have any uh, bad casting breakdowns that you've come across in your uh, journey on the internet, uh, those, of course, casting breakdowns for those of you who are not in the biz, those are the um, items that get released when a movie is being cast that say, like, the age and the type. Uh, uh, and uh, we read really, really misogynistic and or racist casting breakdowns on the show. So if you find a really awful one um, that you feel like needs to be called out, um, please send that or any other correspondence to podcast at gmail.com. Hi, I'm April. And I'm Steph. And we're from the Thirst Podcast. Do you like pop culture news, reviews and discussion? Have you ever ventured into the world of celebrity fan accounts on Instagram? Do you also admit to a reading erotic fan fiction as a teenager or even as an adult? Can you list at least five of Harry Styles' questionable tattoos? Then, then we're, we're the, the podcast, podcast for you! you. 
Every few weeks we get together and talk about what we're enjoying or what we're looking forward to in the world of TV, film, music and more. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher by searching for The Thirst Podcast and you can also find us over on Twitter at The Thirst or on Instagram at The Thirst Pod. Listen to an episode and let us know what you think. Bye! Bye.